This week on the program, we're talking about deadlines and probabilities. Oh yeah, baby! And here is your host, the one and only, First, the trade deadline is here, and I have an offer you can't refuse. My offer is Joe Gabagool on chat with the Masters. You're welcome. Sacks in the city enters the top five in the power rankings with a 158-point performance last week. God damn. You and the Dallas Cowboys need to calm down. You need to calm down. It's illegal now. The Dak and CD Lamb stack is illegal. Straight to jail. Coheeds is a big mover also, plus four in the power rankings, moving up to sixth overall on the backs of Justin Herbert and Christian McCaffrey. But it ain't going to last. It won't. You know why? I can sense his confidence turning into a cockiness. You know what I mean? Like when you just get a little bit too sure of yourself. Come on. Coheeds is a 500 guy. He's a 500 guy. Credit where credit is due, but that's a little cocky right there. Other big movers include Bapes and Big TDs, who both jump three spots. That's right, both jump three spots. House Walters on the move once again. Well, everyone except for me. God damn it. I can't buy a win right now. Justin Fields still out, and even if he came back, I don't even know what I would do with that guy. Just the bane of my existence, the thorn in my side. Every I can say that about every single player on my team this year. And by the way, I am living in a rainstorm all week this week. If you hear that right now, that's just a little extra ASMR for you for free. You know, maybe you could save this podcast for Friday night, help you fall asleep after you had too much to drink. You hear a little bit of the rain in the background. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right. Today's podcast is all about deadlines and probabilities because if you guys didn't already know, the trade deadline is here. The trade deadline is here on Monday night. That's right. Monday night football. The final whistle is the final second of our trade window. If you wait until that trade window closes, that trade will be revoked. It will be revoked. We operate on that rule. The final whistle of Monday Night Football is the deadline, and you cannot move anyone else before, or not before. You can move whoever you want before. You can't move anyone else after that, all right? And not until the offseason. Once you're in the offseason, then we actually, you can wheel and deal shit. You know, you can send uh, keeper rights and stuff like that, future draft picks. You can get back on that. But if you're talking about any sort of player that could play this year still and affect the playoffs, it's you cannot trade them. In fact, I was too loose with that, too. You can't trade people that are injured and out for the year. You can't. After the deadline, every single NFL player is locked. So this is kind of serious. We always joke like, hey, we uh, we're a league of people that don't like to trade. And that is very true. But this is your last chance. Look at your lineup right now. It's Friday. You got a couple of days to tinker. I know everybody's been tinkering. Decibels has been tinkering too much. He's going to go blind from tinkering so much. 
If you find yourself tinkering a lot, that probably means you need a few more assets. You need a few more bullets in the chamber. You're going to need to get yourself on Slack. All right, here's my recommendation to you. On Monday night, if you still haven't made a trade, get your ass on Slack during Monday night football. I guarantee you we will see more than one trade go down during the game. Guarantee. Splash. We need to really drum this up, drum up the importance of this. And I think I've got a couple of of things I want to point out about trades and why you should, because it's not always obvious, right? I think like on the surface, you want to trade so you can get a, a better team, but it's deeper than that. Deep, deep, deeper than that, right? Like there are many different reasons you would want to make a trade or want to consider a trade, or maybe you want to consider something that you previously thought was an upside-down, lopsided offer, don't judge a book by its cover. You might want to revisit some of those trades, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. The first thing, though, that I want to get into today is probabilities because there are a lot of different things that could happen, but I have, I've, sussed it, I've sussed all of them out. Every single possible possibility that could possibly, possibly happen, I have simulated. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. All right. Those of you that are new here are probably wondering what I'm talking about. Those of you that aren't new here are probably like, oh, shit, he's doing this thing again. And you're right. I am. So if you've never heard of it, there's this little thing called a Monte Carlo simulation. And the Monte Carlo simulation, which you may have heard the phrase, the Monte Carlo simulation is a way to suss out all the possible outcomes of uh, a future schedule of things. It could be, you could apply a Monte Carlo situation to almost anything. Anything that has a future schedule that could be played out with either random choices or whatever you want, you could do this with a Monte Carlo, which basically is a coin flip. You know, whether or not you weight that coin is up to you, but you just do it a, a billion kajillion times. In our case, we did it one million times. One million times. I went through... And I did, the, I did the math here, all right? So we've got four weeks to go. We do two levels. So that means there are 24 teams. Everyone's playing double headers, all right? That's 96 matchups remaining. I've simulated all 96 matchups 1 million times. That means I have simulated 96 million individual games. I've done all of that by hand. And I don't even use a calculator. Just... That's how it, how it works. Also, I use a computer sometimes that does a loop and it takes about, I don't know, I think this took about two and a half hours to run through this. It makes these huge text files. I upload them to the SQL server and then I'm able to query them and I'm able to see where you would land more often than not. And it's harder to, to calculate than you think because there's the wrinkle of fifth and sixth being level wins because if it was just top six on wins and points, it's a lot easier to project. You could do it just by glancing at the standings. But when you bring in these two wild card positions, basically being determined strictly on level wins, I mean, it is similar to points. It's very similar to points, but it's much more of a consistency thing. Regardless, it's going to look a little bit different than the standings. So it's kind of hard to do off the top of your head. So the algorithm handles that. The algorithm simulates everything that needs to be simulated in the proper order, and then it assigns a final seed to each simulation. So we're talking 
1 million simulations with 24 teams. There's 24 million final seed projections. And we've simulated 96 million games to do that. All right? That's a lot of numbers I'm throwing at you. I get it. That's a lot. But I wanted to run through what we found. Okay? So like I said, we've got four weeks to go. And that, in the four weeks, that's Major 2, by the way, which starts this week. Congratulations to everybody that made Major 2. Go to the LOL website, click on Majors. You'll see if you've made it or not. You'll be right there at the top. That starts this week, and it runs through the end of the regular season. The final four weeks, that's Major 2. If you're not in the Major 2, you know, congrats on the easy end-of-season schedule. That's where I'm at. I'm chilling. Hopefully sneaking into the playoffs. But let's get into that a little bit. Let's get into that. Farm playoffs first because farm's the best. That's the theme of the year, right? So let's talk about who's going to be on top of the farm. And all season, we've been saying booyah, 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 and it looks like it's going to hold up. Right now, we're looking at booyah, 48% chance to be the top seed. There is only a 0.001% chance that he will not make the playoffs. So booyah has basically guaranteed himself a spot in the playoffs. We're looking at definitely uh, about a 50% chance at the, the number one seed, 35% chance for two, 11 for three, three for four. So it looks like he's going to be one of the top seeds for sure. So congratulations to Booyah. Followed by, uh, following Booyah uh, is actually, hmm, let me look at here, um, just really at a, at a high level on the farm, there's only a couple people that are are possibly in the running for for the number one seed and that's going to be booyah with like a 50 percent chance then we've got actually big ballers with 26 percent chance to make it into the top seed it's got to be his recent performance we do weight this based on your recent performance compared to how you did in the first few weeks of the season i'm waiting that so big ballers, 26% chance to make it into the number one seed, followed by Sacks in the City at 17% and hanging with Hernandez with 7%. That looks a little different than the, the order of the standings right now. So booyah, big ballers, Sacks in the City hanging with Hernandez. That's the way it looks like it's going to be shaken out. Uh, it could go in a few other directions. There's a few other people that have a, a decent shot at maybe second, third, or fourth. I'm looking at... Maybe Coheeds could slide into the fourth spot. That looks like that could be a place for him. Um, he has a 3% chance to be the two seed, 11% chance to be the three seed, and it looks like his sweet spot is right about the fourth seed. So Coheeds is rounding out the fourth spot, uh, and that's going to be the top four based on wins, right? Remember that. So when we're talking about seeds one through four, that is strictly wins and points, wins and points. And these people have... Very, very high chances of making the playoffs. All of these teams that we've mentioned so far have chance of making the playoffs over 85%. So this is probably it. That's the top four right there. Well, the top five. Booyah, hanging with Hernandez, Saxon the City, Big Ballers, Coheeds. So we're, we're getting down here to crunch time. Who is going to get that other spot that's going to barely make it in there we're looking at fornicators. Fornicators. That is That's a big an amazing team right now because he's just killing it. I like fornicators and I want him to finally do some damage in this league. So it looks like fornicators right now has a 35% chance to get the fifth seed and a 26% chance to get the sixth seed. So it looks like he's going to be the one in there right now based off level wins. Um, 
But then we also have people like Joe Gabagool, who you're going to hear from soon, who has an 18% chance at the fifth seed, 25% chance at the sixth seed. But these guys, Fornicators, 66% chance at the playoffs. 66. I think if you told him that right now, which he's listening today, he likes that. He'll take that. 66%? Hell yeah. That's better than him on the sports book. And then Joe Gabagool, who we're going to talk to in a little bit, 48%. 48% chance. Now, after that, we've got Tutties. Tutties has a 17% chance to make it into the playoffs, but it looks like most likely he's going to land in about the ninth seed. About the ninth seed. That sucks. But he has, he has a 17% chance to jump up there. And the only other person who has any sort of playoff chance is yours truly. And I... Splash. <laughs> 4% chance to make the playoffs right now for me. And it is not looking good. Mostly, it is a 3% chance to make the final sixth seed. And then it's just all downhill after that. Now, I will say I only have a 4% chance to be the last seed, which is embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, only a 4% chance to make the playoffs. Not liking that. So then that's just going to bring us to Newcomb, Holding Court, and Shreddy Four Fingers. It's looking like a 0% chance to make the playoffs at this point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I've i loved having you guys so far this year, but it's just somebody's got to go. You know, four weeks to go, we've got three teams that look like they are out of it in the farm. Holding Court, Newcomb, Shreddy Four Fingers. looks like you're out of here, but that, that plays into what we're going to talk about with the trades. All right, so now let's jump over to the same level, same level. People will always talk about same level. I don't even know what this is anymore. We already know who the top seed is. Right? We already know. Tally. Tally. Bring it at home. Bring it at home. All right. Terrible tally. 92% chance for the number one seed. A 100% chance at the playoffs. This guy is not going to have anything less than the three seed. And if he got, I mean, like I said, 92% chance at number one. So it's slim, but there's a 6% chance he falls to two and a 2% chance that he falls to three. That's it. He can kick his fucking feet up. You know who's thinking about playoff matchups right now and who the defenses are in, in week 15? Terrible tally. He has that advantage right now of, of basically guaranteeing himself a bye already in the playoffs. He can just kick him his feet up and actually doesn't need to worry about week 15 defenses. He needs to worry about week 16 defenses. Must be fucking nice. So who's going to slide in next? Let's look at it closely because, God damn it, I'm not liking this. Okay, I was wrong. I'll say it. Blitz is not a fraud this year. Blitz has a 42% chance at the second seed. A 42% chance. He has an 89% chance to make the playoffs. Now, that's because of a lot of luck so far. Sure, it's padded his stats. I wasn't 100% wrong. But that's huge, man. He has a 4% chance of actually taking that top seed. But yeah, Blitz, 89%. To make the playoffs, followed by high decibels. He has an almost equal chance at the second seed. Him and Blitzer neck and neck. He's got a 36% chance there, a 31% chance at the three seed. So these two are going to go 2-3 in some order, I think. Now, the difference here is high decibels has a 99% chance to make the playoffs because he's not a fraud. 100% not a fraud. He's got the hammer. He's got a 99% chance to make the playoffs. It's probably going to be the two or three seed. He's probably just got one more week of wins, and he'll lock a bye. 
That's my guess. I mean, it kind of depends on a few different things, but that would be my guess. Um, I think he'll take it from Blitz. I do think Blitz is going to fall a little bit. But yeah, so we're looking at those are the top three. Terrible tally, Blitz, and high decibels. Next up, we're looking for the four seed. Who's got the best chance at the four seed? And that's going to be 10-foot little person with a 21% chance to hit the fourth seed. He has a little bit of a shot at one, two, and three. I'm talking minuscule shot at one, two, and three. But 21% chance at the fourth seed and an overall chance of 71% to make the playoffs. That's not bad. It's like it's like uh, fornicators in the farm. I'll take it, man. If I'm about two-thirds chance to, to do anything, hell yeah, sign me up. 71% chance to make the playoffs. Now, it is 10 foot, so we know what's going to happen when he makes the playoffs. He's going to lose, you know? And chances are he's going to lose in the finals, which just sucks. He's going he's gonna to win the wild card. He's going to win the, the second round, the semifinals, and he's going to go to the finals, and whoever it is is going to beat him. And it'll be his fourth finals loss. I can sense. I'm gonna call that now. I wish. I wish I could put a, a bet on that in the sports book. So who would have the fifth spot? That is the top four. That's mostly on wins. Now the fifth spot is a little tricky with uh, with same level. Now proper football should be right there when you look at the standings. Proper football is up there, and he does have a, a let's say a 18 percent chance to be top three, but that seems crazy to me I don't see that happening he has a 17% chance at the fourth seed but then when you look at these other spots for the fifth and sixth he has a zero percent chance that is the luck rate showing its head the only way that proper is going to make the playoffs is in a one through four position he's only going to get in on wins because his level breakdown is so bad right now so the fifth seed is almost certainly going to end up with Danger Crazy because of this. Danger Crazy will steal the fifth seed. He has a 48% chance at getting that exact spot. Now, Danger Crazy has an 81% chance to make the playoffs. Proper Football has a 37% chance to make the playoffs. So these Monte Carlo simulations are telling us right now, Proper Football is going to slide. I've been saying it. Now, it also kind of says that high decibels will sneak past Blitz in the standings as well. But I don't think Blitz is going to slip as much as Proper is going to slip. So Danger Crazy is likely going to take that fifth spot. So who's going to take that sixth spot? And right now, it's crazy enough. Crazy enough. It's Bapes. Bapes has been killing it recently. I love it. It is Alvin Kamara. I'm watching all you fuckers try to trade for him. And she's rolling her eyes at you. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of... Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. You're not going to get Alvin Kamara. And she's going to sneak into the playoffs. She has a 60% chance to make the playoffs. It looks like her most likely landing spot is that sixth seed with a 22% chance. She could get the fifth with 18. And she even has a 2% chance to go all the way up to the second seed. She's got a wide variety. Now, she also has a 2% chance to be in the in the dead last. So <laughs> there's still a lot. There's wide windows here. Wide, wide windows. As we go week by week, these windows are going to narrow big time, big time every week. So who's going to barely be out of the playoffs other than proper football? By the way, proper football is likely a spot is seventh seed with 31% chance. So he's probably going to be the one that's seventh. So who's going to land in the eighth spot? Well, that is actually a big time toss up right now between 
Gone Deep and Munchin' on Bunchin', those two are probably going to go back and forth until the end of the year. <clears throat> so those two, we're looking at 13% uh, chances to make the playoffs, so probably not going to make the playoffs. Sorry. Uh, followed by Big TDs with a 14% chance to make the playoffs. Now, Big TDs is likely going to be in 10th or 11th place. Now, for her sake, she doesn't want to be in 11th place. 11th place is buy in the AOL. You don't want to get a buy in the AOL. So who is she fighting for the buy with? It's AOL. AOL for life is likeliest to be 11th. And he's the least likely team to actually make the playoffs with only a 3% chance. I don't know, man. I think you got it in you, AOL. But the math says 11th for him. So that leaves us with one player. And if you've been counting down on your hands as to who that last person remaining would be, you'd already know that's smoking blunts. Come on, baby. Come down to the farm. Smoking blunts has a 66% chance to be the 12th seed. That's right. He has a 66% chance to be in the last seed. Now, if I add that to the 11th seed, he's looking at, hmm, I'm really bad at math, but like a 79% chance to get a buy in the AOL tournament. Now, that does leave a 20% spread across a lot of other positions. And let me tell you what, Smoking Blunts has a 14% chance to make the playoffs. That is... Splash. What is that right there? 14% chance to make the playoffs, 66% chance to be in last place. That's a spread right there. What a spread. So this guy actually has a 12% chance to land in the sixth seed. And guess why, Smoking Blunts? Level wins. Do you know what your chances are of getting one through four? Zero. Zero, 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 zero. Then you got a 2% chance at fifth seed and a 12% chance at the sixth seed. Thank you. Level wins. You're fucking welcome. And those are your probabilities. Now I'm going to update this in a, in a little bit quicker fashion each week as we go. Like I said, the windows are going to tighten, so it won't be too much to explain, but that's right now where we stand. You're not going to see this on, on CBS. They're not going to know who's got what chance to make the playoffs, but it's a very important thing. All right. And some of us are in a playoff push right now. Some of us are. Some of us have our feet up. Some of us are in the middle of a fucking dramatic playoff push. And that means trade deadline means a lot, right? Trade, trade deadline means a lot. And a lot of us like to think of it, all right, we're just going to try and, and upgrade positions and get this or that. No, you got it. It's deeper than that. All right. I have, I've identified four things that make it worth paying attention to. All right. First one, number one, playoff push. I already talked about it. There's a few of you who need to win at least half of the rest of your games. You got it. You're right there. You got a 70% chance. You got to split the rest of your games. Maybe you make a move. Maybe your team's been slipping recently and you don't know how you're going to make it through the next four weeks. Consider all options. If I said that you have an above 50% chance or maybe let's even say above 40% chance to make the playoffs, fucking go for it. Now's your chance. Fix what's wrong. You've got something to fight for for maybe just another week. So why not? Right? So that playoff push is the first reason. The second reason, 
Not as obvious to half the league, but to half of the league, it's terrifying. You're fighting against relegation. Relegation is going to come like the fucking reaper if you don't do something. AOL, smoking blunts. Uh, alarms should be going ringy-dingy-dingy-dingy. Make a move. You got to make a move. Probabilities don't lie. Sometimes they're wrong, but they don't lie. Playoff push, fighting against relegation. Number three, keeper values. Keeper values are important. Now, the new people here, you know that you got to, you got to pick your keepers. You know that. Now, remember this. You can only keep a person twice. And when you trade for someone, you inherit those keeps that that player had already made. So let's give you a hypothetical. You're trading for Christian McCaffrey. But the player, the I think, who has him, uh, who's it? High decibels? Whoever has him. Let's just pretend that they have already kept Christian McCaffrey twice. Well, guess what? You can't keep Christian McCaffrey. Those keeps count. So you need to look at the keeper sheet. You need to, and I'll link that on Slack in an email over the weekend. You're going to want to look at those keeper options. And sometimes you kind of have to do your own math. Is this a player that was drafted? Is this a player that was kept? Is this a player, you know, you got to keep your eye on those things. But keeper values are important and you can trade for them. Maybe someone is on someone's bench that's on the IR. Maybe you're not going to make the playoffs. Why not trade for that player now so you can have those keeper rights? You might have extreme value hidden behind a little red cross that says someone's out for the season. Trade for that player. Put him on your bench. It didn't really work out for me, but I'll tell you what. I picked up Cooper Cup at the end of last season, and I fucking loved it until, you know, he didn't do anything, and then it sucked. But all summer, man... Look at my chops. That's a great feeling. Keeper values, all right? So we got playoff push, fighting regulation, keeper values. And the fourth thing that I could think about was draft picks. You can trade for draft picks. You need to remember that. That's huge value. And I know same level does it way more than the farm. I think it's because most of the farm people are kind of new. So that makes it weird and you're probably clutching your pearls a bit when it comes to your fifth and sixth round picks. But same level will show you. Throw a pick in. If you think the trade's a little lopsided, I'll tell you what, man, that's one curveball to throw someone that they will not know how to value a sixth round pick. You can include picks for the next three years. It might be three, either two, two or three. Multiple years of picks. You could just write them away. We might need to fix that soon. Like, it seems a little too much for, you know, our promotion and relegation system. Just like you could have someone just decimating a roster for multiple years. We might want to fix that. But for now, that's not a rule. You could trade future draft picks. That's important. But those are the four things that I could think of. And those are the four. I, you could consider them like the four families of trade deadline season. But all right, fantasy football familia. As we sit down at the dinner table of decision-making with the trade deadline staring at us like a steaming plate of mama's lasagna, it's time to channel our inner mafia boss. But remember, in this family, it's not just about the meatballs and marinara. It's about making the smart moves before the clock strikes on Monday Night Football. 
think of it this way. You're pushing for the playoffs? You're the Don of your fantasy league. Carefully crafting your squad like Nana perfectly crafts her cannolis. Every trade is like choosing the right ingredient. Too much ricotta and it's a mess. Not enough and it's bland. You're aiming for that perfect balance to take the hammer home or the little ham. And for those of you trying to dodge relegation, you're the underboss who still lives with his mama. Sure, you're tough on the streets, but you know the value of a home-cooked meal. It's about making those savvy, street-smart moves that keep you in the game. Think of it as earning your stripes, proving you're ready to move out and take over the family business. Now let's talk about keeper values. These players are like the secret family recipes passed down through generations. They might not look like much right now, but with time and care, they'll be the pride of your fantasy team. A testament to your foresight and your wisdom. And those future draft picks? That's like betting on your little cousin who's still in soccer training. You're investing in the future, ensuring that the family name stays strong in the league for years to come. It's a long-term play. A sign that you're thinking like a true capo de tuta de capa, boss of all bosses. So as we approach the final whistle, remember this. In our fantasy football family, it's not just about making the playoffs or avoiding relegation. It's about honor, strategy, and yeah, a little bit of that Italian flair. Whether you're trading like a boss or scouting like an old wise guy, make sure your moves are as smooth as a glass of fine Shenanti. And when that deadline hits, let it be said that you played the game with the passion of a fiery Italian, the cunning of a seasoned Don, and the heart of someone who knows their way around a bowl of spaghetti. We have a great show for you today. Joe Gabagool is here. Forget about it. Don't forget to leave a voicemail, 407-900-5305, and we will be right back after this with more LOL Show. And for you, sir? I will have the gabagool. The what? The gabagool. I, I don't really know what that is. You know, gabagool. I don't, I don't, I don't have to have what that. What he's trying to say is gabagool. Guys, guys. All right. I don't really think that we have that. That's okay. Bring in the gabagool. Shh. I will have the spaghetti with a side salad. Okay. If the salad is on top, I send it back. And we're back. It's another chatting with the masters. This time we have, uh, I think, what I would call a potential future master. He's not quite yet a master. Let's be real. We don't have much data here to point to, but we have none other than Joe Gabagool. What's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, but never get a cool. How are we doing? I'm so excited to have you on the on the show. You are our first, let's say, rookie. You are literally a rookie. You're the first sure. rookie we've had on the show, um, and I'm excited oh, yeah. for that. I think you've you've been a listener so far, so you've gotten some perspective. But we need perspective, right? So you're the rookie that's come to the show, man. I'm excited to have you. What's going on? It's great to be here. It's fantastic. I got to tell you. You're doing a great job. I love being here. Um, your brother, he's a hoot. So is your uh, sister-in-law. I love, love both of them. Apparently. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. So you've definitely like you've got an interesting. I'd say anyone that's in the LOL with like a direct tie to high decibels, they're like a different breed, and they know they know what I'm talking about. Like they're a different breed yeah. of animal. Where they're in that here. That boy is gold. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I grew up with them. Obviously, I I know high decibels. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should have seen this coming. I should have seen the type of people, the jabronis, that he's gonna like attract <laughs> to, to the league, and then they just they never leave. They never leave. All right. So, anyways, nope. As all the other you know chatting with the masters that I've done, I've had like so much to work with. I've got like a blank piece of paper here, basically for you. Like this is a a blank slate, right. but I wanted to do that on purpose because I think the people in the league, other other invitees of high decibels, they need to have some perspective at this point. They've been in here for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and they're starting to be like the OGs too. We need perspective from the new people that are in <laughs> LOL like yourself, um, and we're going to get into that. But before we get into all of your perspective on the LOL, we need to learn who you are, Joe Gabagool. So let's just, you know, <laughs> Back it all the way up, all the way up uh, to where where you were a little little baby gabagool. Where 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 did gabagool grow up, and what brought you to Charlotte eventually? The baby ghoul. Uh, <laughs> the story the story starts obviously in Western New York, Buffalo, New York. Okay, obviously west, west side of Buffalo. <laughs> Shout out splash, but seven one six. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, st story starts there. Uh, we migrate down to, uh, Charlotte's mid nineties. Actually, I think it was like 95 because that's when the Panthers inaugural year was. Oh, so right on, yeah. re remember that freshly was like, uh, no, no, no. Was it 95? Yeah. 95. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like eight or nine, um, moved down to Charlotte's crazy story there. Turns out. Grandpa went to prison to prison for federal racketeering charges. So it's, it's a real story. So, <laughs> so you're no literally. So Joe Gabagool's what, grandfather, you said grandfather was yeah, yeah, indicted yeah, yeah. and imprisoned on a RICO charge. RICO baby, RICO came down hard in the mid nineties. It came down hard in Buffalo. It, That's nuts. It came man. down hard in Detroit, into Cleveland. It it brought us all down to the south okay so all right that yeah, makes sense yeah, yeah. yep so i uh, grew up in charlotte uh surprisingly my family had an italian restaurant growing okay. up all right. <laughs> this is all perfect it's falling um, into plan i made some questions it, for later and now they're all like perfect exactly what i needed it's, it's great it's you know I'm, I'm i'm half a bit half a, a real story so you know that's that's joe gabagool all right um <clears throat> so uh yeah, uh, just you know, grew up in Charlotte and uh, went to school here. I um, ultimately, I uh, I actually when I left Charlotte, I lived in uh, old NZ for a whole year. That's New Zealand to any newbies that's wow. never been down under. No. Yes. Yeah, so, so what was got that some for? Ties down there. You know what? I followed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like ten foot. All right. So this is deja vu. <laughs> Right, right, right. I followed the pussy down there. It was great <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah, it always is. And then, and then, um, I came back. I, um, I, uh, I left Charlotte to Richmond, Virginia, which ultimately I followed another girl. It was the same girl. Let's get real. It was the same girl. You're wow. right. So like I followed her. Yeah. Yeah. I followed her to Richmond and, uh, love, 
Richmond, Virginia. It's like my city, you know, the first city that other than Wellington, New Zealand, Richmond, Virginia. All right. My city. But uh, yeah, that's where I found my wife. I was like, hey, there you've been. Where have you been my whole life? <laughs> well, that's pretty so, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I found, I found her there. We were working together, bartending together. And, um, you know, we, uh, we did that for a couple years. And then it was like, I don't know, 2016, 2017. We bought a camper. <laughs> we sold all of our shit. All we right. bought a camper. All right. We fucking left. We went to the mountains. We camp hosted. If you know what that is, it's a whole another weird, crazy thing where a bunch of retirees buy campers and just live on campgrounds. But I digress. We I, <laughs> <laughs> we traveled up and down the Appalachian. You know, we made our way all the way up to um, where were we? We were in um, in New York in the Hudson Valley, and. Um, I we got pregnant by living in a camper all summer long. You know, and that's what, all right. That's that's what. Right. We'll that's pause. What Let's yes. pause. Let's pause. There's some <laughs> like a lot to unpack here for for just an introduction. Like, hey, how's it going? Where'd you grow up? All of a sudden, I like and then, wait, wait, and then and then here we go. And then we move back down to Charlotte. So that, that's how we get back down to Charlotte. Okay, just to wrap it all up, we're back down wow. here. And uh, yeah, son's five years old now. So man, there it that is. that is quite the story to try and break down. I mean, all right. So where would I start? The grandfather having the Rico charge, the Italian <laughs> restaurant that you grew up in, uh, the fact that you moved to the Carolinas when I believe the Bills were going through their spat of Super Bowl losses. So you're you're witnessing that from yeah. the South. That Actually, was probably interesting. We moved to Charlotte right after the four consecutive losses. So that's another <laughs> little joke we like to we like to tell in the family. So you just gave up. You're out of there. <laughs> All right. So yeah. the, I, it's interesting. You go back to Richmond. So you 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 lived in Richmond for a while. You seem like you like it. That's where you met your wife, and you never fell back in love or in love with the Commanders. Oh, hell no. Fuck that shit. No. <laughs> Listen, it, there was a, a fun time, the cum handers, uh -huh. as we all like to yes. call them, yes. back in Western New York and Everybody slash, says uh, Charlotte. Um, no, you know, it was what was cool is that when I lived, so the last apartment that I lived in in Richmond, it was on the third story. I had a little balcony. And just like a stone's throw away, there was like a practice field where the command, yeah. the commanders yeah, used yeah. to practice. And, uh, but they were, you know, I mean, I've got so many commanders fans, uh, friends, and I love to just talk hella shit to them. So yeah, it's not yeah, hard. It's not hard. Not hard at all. It's not hard at all. Yeah. No. I have no idea about it, though. I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan. Never, ever. Yeah. Fuck you. You know, fuck you, too, buddy. You know, <laughs> squish the fish. How, how are you a Dolphins fan? Yeah. Oh my you know, God. I guess I'll 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 pull back the veil a little bit because you're new here. It is an inside. What about, a, what about the Rams? How do you just switch from the Rams? <laughs> it's kind of my to thing. The Dolphins. Because I'm running from my past. All right. I'm running from my past. <laughs> I don't like where. My head was when I was a little kid and my I was I was being, uh, you know, turned into this monster of a Washington fan. And, and you know what? So mm -hmm. I think at mm -hmm. some point my brain just broke and I was like, you know what? I don't remember any of that. I was a lifelong mm. Rams slash Dolphins fan. It might change soon. I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. When I was like 13, 14, 15, I was just a asshole contrarian. 
<laughs> and uh, I was a I was a Panthers fan during during those years. Oh yeah, good just idea. To, just just to piss my dad off. Really, that's all it was. But you know, here I am. I grow up. I'm back. All right, it's so all good. You moved. All right, so you got the wife. You got pregnant out in the hills. All right, so you're. Oh wait, let's let's <laughs> stop there for a second. So you live in a, a trailer for like multiple years, I assume. And no, 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 no. It was a summer of love. You know when the you okay. know when all the. Right. Uh, the, there was an eclipse that went through over like the the Smokies. Right, right. I think it was the summer of, of 2017. We basically just had a whole summer of love, living like fucking hippies. Wow. Living in a, a little 70s pull behind camper. How do you? My only thing. All right. So with that, the doo doo. All right. So in the the camper, do you have like a big reservoir of doo doo when you guys are using it, or is it just go straight? No. Into, what is this? How does that work? No. So, I mean, listen, we were like going from campground to campground All right. and you don't take shits in an old vintage <laughs> camper. All right. I don't know. Well, camper living 101, you know, like even if you get a brand new one and you go to a, a campground and you hook up the septic and everything, right? you shit in the bathhouse or not the, whatever, you know, the restroom that's right, there. Right. So, uh, no, no, definitely no shits. Like, I mean, you can shit, but that's that's emergency. That's like in the middle of the night. You gotta like rip the cord. That's a whole different that's, story. I've, I've heard of that because we have here in Orlando, we've got Fort Wilderness at Disney, and people come down here with their campers and they park and they don't realize you have to like you know some of them don't realize that are renting the campers that you have to pay extra to hook up to dump all that shit out, and it's just always horror stories. So I can't imagine oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. living in a camper. What was what was the worst thing about living in a camper? The worst thing was, so my, eh, he's not the worst. He's, he's like a 80, 85 pound red nosed pit bull. He's my boy. His name's Pippin. All right. And uh, so he was living with us in this little ass, like 20 foot camper. He's a good boy, but he takes up a lot of space. Um, and then we decided to adopt another dog from a friend that needed some help so there was two fucking dogs living with us at, yes. the, at that time and um but they were both good boys they still are um other than that you know there's really there's no soundproof or like <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no uh everything's obvious when you live in a fucking tin shell you know like there's no hiding anything yeah. you know like you right. know and i'm you know i smoke a lot of weed so right. everyone knew yeah. what high was five. going on, you know, so yeah, high five. Yeah, that, exactly. I so. get that, but I figured I kind of, so the trailers are like right next to each other or something like that? Are you in like tiny little oh, lots? Dude, yeah. yeah, well, you know, if you end up camp hosting, which you basically, either you get paid or you live there for free and you get some perks, but like someone's got to run these campgrounds. There's like a million of, of across the country, right? Yeah, so yeah. like. So, you know, you get a extra little space or like you park up back in the woods somewhere or like, you know, they have a spot for you. Um, and then you and then you help run the campground, which is really just like checking people in, dropping off firewood, digging out fire pits, you and, know. And you made money doing that. Grass. Like you didn't have to like go have another job. You actually that's all you had to do. We did. Well, I mean, it was, this was a, a, a summer where we just. Um, we prepared for it, okay. um, but we did have like we had a couple gigs that paid us. We also when we when we lived in the actual Smokies, like in the uh, 
the um the national park the um we worked up in the camp store up there and um so i like fixed bikes and like helped us like bike run That's and awesome. at this little bike sh- this little bike shop it was great it was honestly it was like the last hurrah of being like not a dad and i didn't know it at the yeah. time though yeah, <laughs> yeah so. you never do know it you never know when your last hurrah <laughs> is that goes for so many things but that sounds like a fucking yeah. rad one to just live in the mountain you know who's gonna freak out about this is fornicators fornicators is down here in, in miami and like south beach listening to all that you bass know. and he's just dreaming Dude, of that, that life bass. he's dreaming Dude. of it he loves the he wants to take the bass to the mountains and that's i mean it sounds DJ- like that's what you did. DJ Luke is no joke. And, you know, Luke <laughs> is no joke, bro. I don't know shit about this guy, man. Everybody's telling me DJ Luke. All right. So, you, you, you know, you only way. got a little taste of it through some voicemails, but you got to feel that bass. I need to search that. Anyways. I'm going to search yeah, that later this afternoon. All right. So, after the mountains and you get, you guys get pregnant and you say, you know what? We probably shouldn't, you know, raise a child in the Smoky Mountains. Although that would have also been equally <laughs> rad. Uh, you decide to go back to Charlotte. And then, so... All I know, like I said, I don't have anything written on this paper. All I know is that you're a bartender. So is that like, is that it? You just, you're a bartender and, and, and your wife is too? Or what's, what's, what's the deal? No, no. It's, um, you know, I've done fucking everything. But, uh, you know, most of my career has been in hospitality, in restaurants. All right. Um, right. I grew up, you know, I was like managing, managing my, my dad's restaurants. We, you know, did delivery, catering, all that stuff. Uh, when I moved to Richmond, it was like 2014. It was like the height of like 2012, 13, somewhere around there. Food trucks were like the first thing that was okay. happening. So I, I got in on the food truck game. Yeah. I was like managing this taco food truck spot and like doing all the managing, like four food trucks and then they opened up a bar started bartending yeah and so um and then and then that's when i started doing my uh my barber apprenticeship so oh yeah i uh, forgot about that yeah so i started getting white white boys fades and hard parts (laughs) back in 2014 i was making a fucking killing i knew everybody in the city (laughs) just just give everybody haircuts i literally just got a white boy hard part last night (laughs) I'm not even making that shit up. And here you are. All right. That's right. Ra- okay. So so you're doing bartending. You're cutting hair. Are you still in the food truck game or is that is that gone? No, no, no. Now everything is completely different. I'm, uh, so in, uh, in Charlotte now, right now I'm back in school. All right. Trying to finish uh, an undergrad I started fucking almost 20 years ago that I never finished. What is so it? What's, if, what are you, what's the undergrad in? It's uh it's 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 a it's a BA in philosophy. Um I've got um I got like a year left to finish this off strong. Then I'm gonna get a master's in education. I'm gonna teach, you know, since my kids he's five. He just started kindergarten and I uh, I don't know, I I've I've got a new calling. So all right. I I do have a young one. My youngest is nine. I I get it, you know, being involved in the elementary stuff. It's like, damn, like my my son's teacher right now is low-key build nigh the science guy. And I fucking I I look at him like he is the coolest dude in the world. So like seriously though. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. It is I could see that. I could see that being something where I'm like, I don't care what i'm gonna make i just think it would be a fun job and i'd feel really rewarded but philosophy sounds like you're trying to be more of like a professor maybe well i mean i started this like i said i you know this was i started this uh 
you know, program like, like almost 17 years ago. I, and I never finished. So, and it's been something that's like weighing me down and now I'm like a dad and I got to be like the coolest, awesomest guy to this <laughs> yeah. dude. So, you know, I was like, I got to finish things that I started a long time ago. That's admirable. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you know, it, I love philosophy. I love, I'm a nerd. I'm a total fucking nerd. Yeah. Um, and uh so history philosophy all that stuff i'm probably gonna go into like it's probably gonna i'm probably gonna be an english or history teacher that's that's probably where i'm gonna be at all right but uh yeah damn well i wish i would have known that a couple of hours ago when i was writing questions because it's fascinating the philosophy thing (laughs) and i don't know dick about it so i i mean literally nothing my own philosophy is just bet against losers that's what i that my only philosophy and if i taught philosophy that's that's, i mean it is 50% 50% of the time, about maybe 40% of the time. All right. So you made it back to Charlotte. You're chilling there. Now you're there and you're just, are you bartending full time? What else? And just doing school? Yeah, I'm um, school bartending. So shout out to Bart Smart. Bart Smart. This is the spot. Bart Smart. Yes. Yep. I've seen it many times. Yes. I, I, I definitely, yes. I'm interested in Bart Smart. It looks right. So what do you have to do with Bart Smart? Are you just the bartender or is this also Gabagool's like, uh, you have any no, like ownership stick? I'm just a celebrity bartender really, right. at Bart Smart. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so what it really boils down to, uh, it's my buddy Justin. He opened this place. Um, but I mean, honestly, he opened this place in the pandemic. Um, I lived down the street. I, I like found this place in this shopping center that I've like grew up going to. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. So I walked in one day and I was like, who the fuck are you? And this guy looks like, he's like, he's like my age. He's uh-huh. like just a, some, some dude with a dream, you know? And I was like, I fuck with this guy. This guy fucks. Right. And so from then on, I was just there all the time hanging around and I was working I was working at Hendrick Automotive Group. I was working like in the service department. I was I was sales at, for BMW, really. <laughs> All right. And um, and uh, and I was working for you know, and I was just going to Bart Smart like every fucking day because I hated that fucking job. <laughs> and um, and then the, the rest is history. And then I was like, dude, I can work for you, so that's that way you're not here all the fucking time, you know. And um. And then the rest is history. So that's how I met uh, your brother. Yes. Um, and I, it was, we were just talking shop, talking football, talking fantasy. Um, I'm in a, my original league, which is like with my dad and like a couple of my best friends and their brothers and dads and stuff. And right. like, um, and so, you know, my dad's got like a horseshoe in his ass. He always wins. He's <laughs> a fucking pain in my ass. And so that's how, that's how, that's how uh, high decibels first, Got to know me. I was just griping about my dad. And, Fair. Uh, Fair. Yeah. That's what we all do. And I'd imagine that he was there to hear it. Every single photo he sends me, it's from Bart's Mart. So I'm very familiar <laughs> that he's very familiar with the place. I believe him and uh, Big TDs are, are regulars there. Would you call them regulars at the bar? Um. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if there's a term that's more than regulars, <laughs> we... Uh, you know, like stake stake owner holders. I don't know. They're yeah, there. Yeah. They're always there, which is great. How oh, are they? How awesome. are they? I haven't had them on yet as as uh, guests on the show. I am. I'm. Ho- they're in my back pocket. That's. I. I think people are waiting for that one. But how are they? Ooh, my most yeah. interesting 
uh, uh, my question would be, how are they at tipping? They have to be, they, they order beers from you a lot. I'd imagine you are giving them a lot of beers. Are they, would you classify them in the top half or the bottom half of tippers? Oh no, they are both ladies and gentlemen. They are the, like they're, they're gold. They're fucking gold. Right? There's <laughs> splash. They're <laughs> fucking gold. I, I love both of them, you know, and uh, they, I, I got nothing, nothing but good things to say. They probably tip me way too much money. I probably sneak in too many beers, even though, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to do a good thing for both my buddy and them, but like, you know, you know, there's always a little nudge, nudge, wiggle room, wink, wink, you know, here and there. So. Yeah. He, he, he just looks at He says, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a great scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly how I'd imagine your, your relationship at the bar played out. Um, and that's pretty awesome. And he invites you to the LOL and then you're a rookie mm-hmm. in the farm level. So he explains it to you. I, you know, I'm sure that he explained it to you just perfectly. Uh, but when you got into the LOL this year, what was the most confusing thing that you found about <laughs> the LOL? I think I see where you're leading towards. Um, but what I'll say is one, I'm coming from like the ESPN app with a couple of dudes that I see once a year for kind of like fortinicators when he was talking about like he sees like you know his friends once a year during the draft and then there's not much like going to the same vibe of this one so it's just the espn app and really really mellow coming into this yeah i'm not gonna lie i was a little little intimidated you know i was like oh my fucking god let me read this constitution (laughs) um and then, you know, so anyways, the most, the thing that I didn't anticipate was, you know, I was, a, I had a couple drinks one night, uh-huh. this was early on in the season, uh-huh. um, getting used to my Schmecks, and <laughs> little Schmeck, Schmeckle-rino, yeah. you know, I'm getting yeah, all this stuff, and like, here comes me the first time I get to like, rock the waiver wire, and I'm kind of looking at it cross-eyed. I'm like, I said, oh, up to a hundred bucks. Okay, give him a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling so good about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that 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 kind of caught me off guard. But um, you know, you know, you win and you lose. And right now, I have to play him because I got to squeeze all the fucking points out of him. Yeah. So so like let's him. let's talk about that real quick. So you, the hundred bucks thing was it just the uh, I think was it really a hundred dollars? What was the 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 bid? Was it? It was it was hundred bucks because like 100. when you put in your <laughs> when you put in your bid, it's up at the top. It says you have up to a hundred dollars. So did you think you know, that you had five thousand? <laughs> like did you think the schmeckles were the same thing? That's maybe that could be it. I, Your drunk self. I, you was know, like, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I got up to a hundred dollars to like wager. Like. Well, fuck it. Yeah, cool. Well, give him a hundo, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, now uh, that was uh, that was everything. <laughs> so, so now that you've got oh well. you've got a preseason with us, you know, you voted on amendments, you voted on the Illuminati. We got to see uh, how dynamic scheduling works. We have double headers. We have a keeper system. Um, we have a next level cup that runs in parallel. Like what? Yeah, I love two, all of that. Two I mean, questions. What was the biggest surprise, and how does this compare to your other league? Oh, I mean, listen, the other league is really simple, right? Um, this league 
is overly complex, <laughs> but in, in the best way, you know? So, um, I like the double headers is great. I like the next level cup, you know, I'm a soccer guy too, buddy. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, and I'm rooting for you. All right. This game's coming up. What is Thank it? The you. 26th? Yeah. Is it 10, 10 days? You know, that's it's exciting. I am super um, excited. I don't, yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> okay. All right, we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. But, um, so yeah, I love, I love all of that shit. Um, I love, um, what am I, you know, I don't know. Other than, uh, every day I feel like I, I you know, when I log in, and you know to uh lol and i look around there's always a little you know the um the schmeckles that's been fun so i'm not a big gambler you know my family is my dad is you know old, old grandpa yeah, he was grandpa a sports was. book he, he was a he was a, a bookie you know <laughs> so like <laughs> he was um you know everyone bets and I, I'm, not, I'm not a real big gambler but uh i, I like i like playing with the shackles it's, it's fun so. i would yeah i think if, if there were anything that would probably surprise me the most about coming in here blind would be the schmeckles thing or maybe just yeah. the i think that the slack channel is probably rare when it comes to other leagues oh, I, don't, I don't think absolutely, that, that absolutely yeah just yeah yeah the, the the amount of like good shit talking and the amount of of just just that alone being having like the forum to like really talk some shit and yeah. suss things out is what's missing from the other league nobody really does it nobody ever gets any time so i, I like i like um i like the ladies and gentlemen of this league and i like the amount of shit that uh you get to throw around it's all fun right. all right it's, so let's get into your your team. So this year you had to inherit a roster. At least you had to inherit, you know, your options for keepers. So you went with Patrick Mahomes in the third round, and he's currently the seventh best quarterback, according to our standings or our statistics. Mm -hmm. um, and Tony Pollard in the sixth round, who's currently the 23rd best running back. Not the best, but the sixth round value is pretty yeah. good. Um, so how do you feel about the keepers? Pretty good? I mean, I feel great about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's only one fucking game that he like shit the bed, or you know, yeah, that, like yeah. there's only one week that I had like, I don't know, it was like seven or ten points out of him. It, you know, that's you know, that's it. But uh, Pollard, you know, I had high hopes for him. You know, because with Zeke leaving, yeah. and uh, I was like, oh, this is gonna be his time to shine. It just hasn't been. Um, so I mean. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have kept Pollard. I would just would have probably kept one. Oh, yeah. I, I do think more people should probably just keep keep one. I think that the the yeah, option yeah. for two is just the default at this point. So you anyways, the the keepers, I think they're fine because the sixth round value. Then you drafted Joe Mixon in the first round. He's currently the sixteenth best running back. Not bad. Um, you know, but that is also pairing uh, Joe Mixon with Tony Pollard, so you're looking at basically like right. two number twos, but that's not horrible. It's my it's my weakest little link, I think, in my team, other than Thielen. Yeah, <laughs> so like, the, if I go a little bit further, I think we can find the reason why. So in the second round, you drafted Damian Pierce, who is currently the 46th best running back, so that did not help yeah. him very much. He's been hurt. Um, and James Conner... James Conner in the fourth round is currently the 38th best running back who's not helping you out very much either. So those two nope. picks are probably where you went wrong. Um, but uh, yeah. 
So right. early in the season, we talked about this earlier, the next level cup, you you beat out, I can't remember who it was in the first round. It might have been Tutties, I believe. So that was uh that was a good good on you. But then you ran into yeah. a, a just a steamroller of terrible tally in the next round, and he beats you three forty one to two seventy-five. Um, but you know, yeah. you lost your 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 cup ticket there, but you at the same time were also in the first major. Do you remember being in major one? Yeah, yeah. I think I did kind of well, honestly. Yes, yes. So yeah. ultimately you lost out to Booyah, but you lost on points. Like you both finished right. major one. You were both four and one, but he had you on points. A couple of his gigantic weeks happened in that period. So Booyah took it from you. So you just just barely missed out on an Omega ticket for next year, which would have been awesome for I a know. rookie to get. You still have which sucks because you know I think I beat Booyah every time I've been matched up with him. Really? Yeah. So I mean, that's that's too bad. Yeah. The the ones that Matt, too you, bad. He, yeah, you might have <laughs> one of your four wins might have been his one loss, and that just sucks. You lost out on points, but uh, so mm-hmm. you've lost in the cup. You lost major one, and you didn't qualify for major two. But your last chance to make it into Omega without having to enter into the Omega lottery next year is to win the farm, right? So if you make the playoffs, you have a chance. So do you have any idea what your percentage chance is to make the playoffs? Oh God, no, I'm like trending downward right now. I'm going to say it's a solid 67%. Oh no, that's definitely, I I think that would be much better than it is, but it is currently (laughs) 48%. All right. So according to my, my math right now, all right. So we ran 1 million simulations this week and it's a big part of the Uh, show and you're standing right now at a 48% chance to make the playoffs. So that's like a it's okay. a coin flip and it's it makes sense because you're, exactly. you're currently 10 and 10. Now, if you were going to make that, it is not going to be in the top four. You have a 5% chance to make it into the top four. You have a 43% right. chance to be fifth or sixth. So it's going to be right there. One of those wild card spots. And then you have a 52% chance that you don't make the playoffs. But I feel like. You still should, even if you finish at 500 and you don't make the playoffs, you should probably be proud of that first year, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's been great so far. Like, I knew going in that I was up against uh, a whole bunch of new motherfuckers, you know, that I don't even know. Uh-huh. And um, and with a whole bunch of rules and regulations and so many. stuff, you know, just going to, like, you know, Dip my toes into the water the first year, just kind of get a general read of the situation. Yeah. So and it's then not from bad. there, I'm gonna rip the gloves off. You know, <laughs> so <I> yes, smoke, <laughs> smoking blunts. I hope he gets his ass down here to the farm because I, he's been talking a lot of shit lately. He has. Yeah. He has. Maybe you'll be the one yeah. that takes his spot. All right. So you have a 48 <laughs> percent chance to make the playoffs right now. But let me tell you, I don't know if you looked at who you are playing this week, but you get to go up against Holding Court and Newcomb who are the two worst teams in the league. So congratulations to you on that, because that's pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, I think I got Newcomb, but uh, I don't know. I'm a little nervous right now about holding court. I'm not going to lie. All right. So So, uh, knowing that you have the the easiest or or at least the the worst two performing opponents this week, and you currently are sitting at a 48% chance, how do you envision the rest of the fantasy season playing out for you? 
you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> I, uh, let's see what happens this weekend. If I come off of two wins, I'm going to be emboldened for sure. All right. And I'm going to feel really good. And, um, what the trade deadline is when Monday it's night, like Monday night. So maybe there's, there'll be some wild fucking trades happening. Maybe a little sprinkle of, of magic, a little luck. All maybe right. something will move my way. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All so right. let's jump into I'm it. Optimistic. <laughs> First and 15. We're going to just go right with it. You know, the drill quick answers, unless you can't, then you can go for as long as you want. All right. Question number one. If you could undo any singular decision you've made in the farm so far, what would it be and why? Oh, I think it was, what's his name? Pierce or purse or whatever. Like that dude, once, once that during the draft, that guy just has never performed hundred percent at all. I wrote down yeah. Damian Pierce. There was only yeah. one choice. All right. Question two. Yeah. Missing out on the Omega level by a hair against Booyah must have been tough. If you could pick any mob movie character to help persuade your opponents to just forfeit, who would it be? Uh, maybe Luca Brazzi, you know? All right. I mean, I, you know, even though he gets no. killed, no. even though he gets killed, he's disposable, you know? So, <laughs> so no, because he gets killed. Also, I'm more of a Tony Montana guy. So like, you're the Italian mafia. I'm much more of like <clears throat> the, the Cuban Southern mafia. I like that side of things. It's a better side. Okay. Like, Crips and Bloods, basically. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, all right. Next okay. question. With a 48% chance to make the playoffs, what is your strategy for the final push? Any secret weapons that you're planning to deploy? Because no one's listening. It's just me and you, and your secrets are safe with me. <laughs> oh, my God. What do I got on deck here? I've got, um, you know, you never know. Because who do I got? You know, Taysom Hill. He might just come out of nowhere and give me some points if I play him. I think I think um, you're going to land a trade. I think you're going to land. Be, yeah. Being on the show this week, talking about your roster, telling everybody that I, you're I, right there on the I, playoff line, you're going to get offers, man. I hope so. I got Komet that I just got. Maybe he might do so. I don't know. I'm not I'm not relying on him. But um, I, you know what? I've got no strategy here. I... Uh, I'm flying by the seat of my parents. I'm going to try to see if there's any, any magic that happens this weekend. Trade deadline's coming up. And, um, yeah, I'm going to give it to the universe. And see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you guys do cocktails, but uh, next question. If you added a new cocktail at Bart's Mart and you called it the Gabagool, what would you put in it? Ooh, you know, that's going to be a salty fucking salty, <laughs> salty as fuck. A little spicy, too. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely going to have a, a, like a, a skewer of some gabagool. OK, with um, with, uh, you know, maybe maybe like um, maybe like a Parmesan <laughs> or a, 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 a Pecorino salted rim. And uh, <laughs> you got to do this now. And, <laughs> yeah, there's there's no there's unfortunately there's no liquor at Bar Smart. It's only oh. like a beer and wine shop kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. But um, but not but for the holidays, you got you got me thinking. Got yeah, me thinking. I want to yeah, see something. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, next question. Your next opponents are holding court in Newcomb, the farm's underdogs. In mob terms, is this an opportunity to make your bones, or is it a potential setup? Oh, this is totally a potential setup. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. I'm going in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, can't rest on my laurels with this one. I don't trust anybody. All right. So 
<laughs> I'm with you. Nope. Never trust anybody, and everything's a setup. All right, next question. Mm-hmm. Question number six. Charlotte FC finished in ninth place and somehow made the playoffs. I'm using quotes in the air with my fingers as a wild, wild card, card baby. with 43 yeah. points in the standings. How many points did top seed Cincinnati finish the regular season with? Oh my God! I don't know. Uh, Sixty-three. I don't know. I have no idea. It was so close. They had sixty-nine. They had sixty-nine oh, points. Sixty-nine. You got me with the fucking, fucking sixty-nine gotcha. pointer with Hell that yeah. question. I'm so oh. happy. All right, I'm, I'm back on top. Next God question. Damn it! <laughs> I told myself this morning I was not going to fall for the sixty-nine. Anyways, question seven. If Tony Soprano gave you one piece of advice to, of uh, for your fantasy team, what do you think it would be? It would be um, listen to the ducks. Okay. I don't know. I have. I, I have not. <laughs> I give it to you on the accent alone. I don't know. I I would break that down and I would find meaning and listen to the ducks and I would I would use it in a powerful way. All right. Good answer. Next question. Question number eight. You are a huge Bills fan and you've already talked about that at length. I am with you. But if you had to switch allegiances, let's say gun to your head, which of the following teams would you choose? The Dolphins, the Patriots, or the Jets? Oh my God. I would put, I would let them blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> a real, a real <laughs> fandom, a real fandom to the death. I yeah. like it. All right. Next question. We're going fast. Question nine. You kept Patrick Mahomes in the third round. If Mahomes were a delicious Italian dish, which one would he be and why? Oh, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes is like, um, you know, he's like a solid chicken parm, you know, <laughs> he, um, he delivers, he's always there. You know what I mean? He's never really going to disappoint. Like it, the chicken parm is kind of like pizza in a way, like, you know, it's never that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we uh, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Next question. I'm hitting everybody with this question. 10 name three Omega franchises. Oh fuck! Uh, um, <laughs> what is it like? Ball Spire? Yes, um, was one. Okay, all right. Um, Lockshore. Yeah, represent. <sighs> all right, and the third one's gotta be. Oh man. Um, oh, dub, dub, fucking. I don't know. It's something about the hammer or Jackie Battles. What, what, what is it? What is it? Um, so close, man. I'm so close. I, I have no idea. I can't I'm, give I'm it. I can't. You know, I want to. I want to give it to you in spirit. You had there's Hammer Hold. That would have been an option. Hammer. There's Battle Jack's uh, Retreat. That would have been an option. Uh, and just note yeah. that you didn't remember either of High Decibels or Big TD's teams. They are Level Plains and Schmeckelstone. So. Oof. I don't know, man. Yeah, You're gonna feel that I'm in your hear tips. About this. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hear about this later. That's that's gonna hurt you. All right. Next question: If you could steal any one other player to upgrade your current starting lineup for your playoff push, who would it be? Oh, I mean, anybody? I mean, come on. Let's um, Christian McCaffrey, C.D. Lamb, fucking. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, an easy question. Yeah, it yeah. is. I gotta I gotta yeah. switch that question up. I gotta I gotta get a yeah. new question for that one. All right, next question. Question twelve. If you win the farm championship and move to the same level, 
Who are you most looking forward to competing against? High decibels or big TDs? Oh, ooh. Um, well, I mean, honestly, they, they come as a pair, but I'm going to have to say high decibels because nobody fucks the bills, okay? Nobody <laughs> fucks the bills. <laughs> All right. Except me. I'm the only one doing the fucking around here. <laughs> have you ever have you My ever terrible been, fucking team. This is oh, a bonus, bonus question in the first and 15. Have you ever been thrown through a table? I've never been thrown through a table. No, I have jumped into a table willingly. Um, yeah, absolutely. I should have. I should yeah. have clarified. All right, all right. Next question. Yeah. Question thirteen. Let's pretend for a minute that the Buffalo Bills and Charlotte FC are having a cook-off. Which dish do you think would represent each team best? Oh, okay, well, coming from Western New York, I mean, obviously there's the Buffalo wing, but yes. that's the easy choice. Yeah. If you don't know, um, I'm going to have to say the beef on weck is the sandwich of choice <laughs> okay. right. for, for Buffalo. Um, and then Charlotte FC, I'm going to have to mirror it with another sandwich. And it's just going to have to be like some barbecue. Barbecue. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be a roast beef sandwich or some pulled pork. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Yeah, I had buffalo wings, but you're right. I'm a basic bitch, and that's all I know about buffalo. Is is if uh, you've never had a beef on weck, or if you don't know what a beef on weck is, it's all right. fantastic. All right, I'm writing that yeah, down. Okay. Next question. Question fourteen. The penultimate question. If you could bring one former Buffalo Bills player in their prime to your fantasy team, who would it be? Ooh, in their prime. One, um, I mean, I don't know. Right now, Bruce Smith. Oh yeah, boom. He was also on the Commanders yeah. too. He was. I think he's from. I think he went to Virginia Tech too. He's like a Virginia boy. So I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Uh -huh. All right, fair enough. That was a big dude, didn't he? Have like, didn't he do the the neck collar thing where he had like the big chonky neck collar? She did. Always <laughs> like did. those guys, man. Always. All right. <laughs> Next question. Final question. Take it seriously, all right? Only serious answers allowed here. All right, you have you have the chance to meet any Bills player, past or present. But the catch is, you can only speak in Italian. Who do you choose, and what's the first thing that you say to them? <laughs> hmm. Um, past or present? I mean, honestly... I'm gonna go with Jim Kelly. Yes, and I'd say, "Buongiorno." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first of fifteen. You definitely got the first down on that one. Holy shit! Good answers. All right, so we're just gonna jump right into the next segment. All right, the final segment of this segment, and that's called spread, spread, total. All right, you know the rules. I am not doing well at all. Uh, last week I was just raked over the coals. Ten foot decided to just pick everything correct, and I don't even know. I don't even want to look at my picks. I'm gonna update the outro what I'm looking at, but I think it's another loss, at least a loss, at least a push, but probably a loss. Um, so I'm gonna let you go first with your first spread pick of the week, Joe Gabagool. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm terrible at this too. I'm just really still working out the kinks. Um. But all right, spread, spread, total. Who is going to beat the spread? Uh, my first pick, you know, the pick that I want to do is Vikings. 
Yeah. Um, the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are going to beat the spread against what the Broncos. Yeah, Denver. Yeah, yeah Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. So there's that. I got the Vikings. All right. Well, um, do you have the spread on that one? What is it? It's uh. Let me let me pull this up. Hold on. I had this written down somewhere, but My now. Man. All right. So the spread on the Vikings game is four and a half, I believe. Four and a half. Right. You probably mean forty yeah. and a half. Or no, no. I'm oh. thinking of the total. No. Totals forty two and a half. Spread is four and a half. All right, I don't know, uh, but yeah, Josh Dobbs looking pretty good. Uh, Denver, right. although also looking pretty good uh, with their. Un- oh wait, wait, excuse me. It's it's two and a half. So my bad. It's two and a half. So two and a half to plus to the uh, Vikings. So I'm going for the Vikings. So I mean that, that's that's doable, right? Maybe I thought the 49ers were going to kill the Broncos. Yeah, no. And it didn't I happen. Know. All I right, my bills. I thought the bills were going to beat the Broncos. Or that's but... who I'm thinking about. The the Bills. It was the yeah. Bills last week, right? The Bills. They oh, actively man. lost that fucking game. I mean, twelve guys on the field. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> All right, my first uh, spread pick is going to be Kansas City minus two and a half. They're uh, going up against the Eagles. This is the big Monday Night Football game uh, for yeah, our trade deadline, yeah. and obviously. I'm picking it. I'm not, again, I'm not a big Swifty, but Taylor and Travis's parents are going to meet each other at the game. Like, this is a Oh, huge, they're going to win. Yeah. Splash. They're going to win. Yeah. Huge win. You huge know, I, win. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big Swifty either, but my wife sure is, so it's, uh, <laughs> I, I know it all. <laughs> I know it all. <laughs> all right. What is, uh, what's, your, what's your second spread pick? Give it to me. My second spread pick, if you can believe it, is gonna be the Bills. <laughs> Splash. Good. Good. I was waiting. You know what for I it. hope? You know what I hope for? <clears throat> I want Aaron Rodgers to come back and try to play in Buffalo so we can fold him like a fucking taco again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. But uh but yeah, good for you, man, picking your team. What's the spread there? It's seven. Seven. And it's at, it's a it, touchdown, baby. It's a yeah. It's it's uh, an extra point. So all right, all right. Confidence, confidence. All right. Mm-hmm. My second spread pick is going to be the San Francisco 49ers minus eleven and a half. I'm going to do it anyways. Versus Tampa. I'm taking some inspiration from Ten Foot last week. He didn't even care about that sixteen and a half point spread with Dallas, and he went with mm-hmm. it blind. I am picking against Tampa because they suck. I love Baker Mayfield, but I think he's spending too much time. On commercials uh, last week, San Francisco <laughs> huge thirty-four to three win over Jacksonville. I think they stay hot at home. I'm going to take the Niners minus eleven and a half. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the easiest pick on here. So, I so congratulations. I hope so. My <laughs> my backup pick was also the Cowboys minus ten and a half. Uh, just rolling with it again. Yeah. I think they're going to cover. Is that the, it's at your Carolina Panthers over there? In oh, Charlotte. they're going to. Yeah, they're going to get crushed. They're going to get crushed. Yeah, I think so. All right, so give me your final over under pick. Oh, I'm I'm over gang, and I'm going to give a little love to the Come Handers because oh, I right. think they're going to do it against these terrible Giants. You know, yeah. and uh, I, I'd like to see a little glimmer of hope in the eyes. Of high decibels, so just a little glimmer, you know. Because, but you know what? They always find a way to lose a game, much like my Bills. <laughs> it's always so the refs. Never... <laughs> exactly. 
It's rigged. It is. Fucking and he rigged. always, he's got hope every week. He, every single week. I mean, high decibels to me is like the epitome of fandom where he's just, it's a rinse and repeat Absolutely. where he, it's Sam Howell is Jesus. He is risen. We are going to win the Super Bowl <laughs> in the next two years. And then it's like, how the, is the reason for the season? Yeah. That's and, then, and then it's all of a sudden by the end of the game, everything we're just tanking on purpose. This is, you know, everything's going to be uh, refreshed next year and we're going to dump it. It's like, I could see the cycle of uh, the steps <laughs> every single week that it happened to him. I, I can't imagine being a Washington fan ever. I've never been one in my entire life. So anyways, my over under pick, I like that one though, but I also, I, I would, I, I wouldn't say that because the giants aren't going to score any points. It's Tommy DeVito again. They're not going to get the over. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. My over-under pick is your spread pick. I'm going with that Vikings-Broncos game under 42. Uh, the, we saw oh, the Broncos okay. hold. The Broncos held the Bills last week to nothing. This game is also in Denver. I think that the Broncos defense steps it up, even though I think Justin Jefferson is back. Josh Jobs might be pretty good uh i don't think it's going to go over 42 i think the broncos defense holds them under man it's a good one i like that i like that okay all right all right man and that's it that's spread spread total i hope to god that i beat you because i'm dying over here <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm probably gonna i just like like spent all my schmeckles and uh I think I'm just going to run out at some point. So we'll see what happens. Nah, <laughs> someone's going to send this man some smackles for an excellent interview today, man. And I got to thank you so much for joining me today. Gabagool, man. Is there Oh, a, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Love before it. you go, I want to like, what would you, you know, I think it's something I probably should have included at the top. Like if you next year, when we inevitably have a, a, a baby and we have a third level added and we have 12 <laughs> new people coming in, what is what what are you telling them about the LOL before before they get their first email from me? What are you telling them? Um, you know, I was th I was thinking about inviting my my dad, old old Papa Ghoul, because <laughs> he's pretty good at it. You know, I would I would say, uh, listen, there are a bunch of involved motherfuckers here, and uh, stay on your toes, pay attention, um, open up the Slack. Look at it, have fun, and uh, fucking Godspeed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I appreciate it, Gabagool, man. I think you're going to be around here for quite a long time, man. Thank you so much, and good luck with that 48%. So. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, and as always, stay ghoul. Stay ghoul, man. Take it easy, bro. Later. Tony Gabagool, Grandma, something with fat and nitrates. Hey, hey, Gabriel says we're down here for the Gabagool. The Gabagool. Gabagool. The Gabagool. We had sandwiches brought in the other night. Forward ham, salami, Gabagool. Taking the Gabagool and shit out of the fridge. Gabagool. Over here. All this from a slice of Gabagool. Let's get back to that Gabagool. Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow are hurt. Uh-oh. Oh my god, we're back and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow are both hurt. What the fuck just happened? Oh my god. I'm talking to Gabagool and all of a sudden J Lamar Jackson is out in the blue tent. 
And I, go, I look over and I see a video of Joe Burrow trying to pick up a football and then falling on the ground, withering in pain. Oh my God, Thursday night football is a goddamn shit show. I, we should blame Jeff Bezos for all of it. Someone needs to be a scapegoat for this Thursday night football shit. It's either a horrible game or then this. This was supposed to be the Bengals and the Ravens. Who the fuck is playing in this game now? God damn it. And you know what's funny? <laughs> None of this is funny. It's never funny when someone gets hurt. But God damn it. I tried to trade for Joe Burrow today. <laughs> High decibels. High decibels, man. Shout out. <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. I mean, it was only like Adam Thielen and Will Levis in Omega. But uh, <laughs> and now he can't throw the ball, bro. Oh, my God. Anyways, Gabagool, fantastic interview. What the fuck is that shit about? He lived in the Smoky Mountains for a summer? And that's where he got his wife pregnant? That sounds like a folk song. And and also, we just glossed over the whole New Zealand thing. He was like, oh, yeah. And then I went to New Zealand for a while, but then I came back. Wild man. Wild, wild man. Dude's going to be here for a while, right? Like, Gabagool's not going nowhere. That guy is going to bleed LOL through and through. I can sense that sort of thing. All right, so I don't have too much. I do have two things I wanted to get into. One of them is very quick. Deshaun Watson out for the season. <laughs> I love it. I mean, if we're going to be happy about anyone getting injured, it's got to be this guy. <laughs> I'll take it all day. Fuck that guy. Get out of here, Deshaun. The last thing I wanted to talk before we get into your favorite part, the voicemails. There was a funny story that I saw today about... Uh, what's this lady's name? Carissa Thompson, Carissa Thompson. All right. So in an appearance this week on pardon my take, which some of you might listen to, I listen to it sometimes, uh, Carissa Thompson, who also does pregame halftime and postgame coverage for Amazon primes, Thursday night football. She revisited her admission last year that she would sometimes completely make up reports, completely make them up. All right. Quote. I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late and I didn't want to screw up the report, so I was just like, I'm going to just make this up, end quote. All right, then she offered her rationale. Quote, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We need to stop turning the ball over and do a better job getting off the field like they're not going to correct me on that, end quote. That caused a fucking rain of hellstorm all over her Twitter timeline. She is just completely getting crushed by every other person who even thinks that they're a journalist right now. Now, I get it, though. Making up reports, that is uh, pretty self-evident, right? Pretty obvious as to why that'd be bad. Shouldn't consider yourself a journalist and then like make up shit. I mean, there's a, there's plenty of news organizations out there that do that, but we hold ourselves to a higher standard here in the NFL. And the, and the second thing is, I, it's part of my take. I think like you gotta be, you gotta hold. I, I say this as someone who's doing interviews for for laughs, but you gotta kind of hold your guard up a little bit. I think if you're gonna be interviewed in a public way like that, and you work for the NFL or you sort of for the NFL, you work for Amazon. And also, all, all the sideline reporters who do the job correctly, now they all look bad. 
But I mean, the moral of the story to me is just like that is the most useless soundbite a hundred percent of the time. They never give you anything. Coach speak. It's bullshit. It's just, uh, I don't know. I found it very funny. She was being honest, maybe a little too honest, and now she's getting roasted for it. Roasted. Some things you just don't talk about, right? Like, don't talk about the whole thing going on over there in the Middle East. Amy Schumer. You're going to get roasted. Like, people are going to fucking roast you no matter which side you take. Some things you just got to stay off, whether it's Israel or sideline reporting. You be careful. Be careful what you're joking about, too. All right. Let's get into everyone's favorite part of the show and get out of here because it's been a minute. All right. First voicemail. Let's see what this phone number is right here. Oh, I know who this is. My man. Here he is. I'm here at the gym right now. And of I course. thought, you know, it's the best time to call. Yeah. Leave a voicemail. Sure. And I have to be now during the gym. Okay. Right? So working out, kind of hoping that uh, I can get a little stronger and my <laughs> team can get a little stronger. <laughs> uh, shout out to Saxon the City. Yeah. She is blowing up Fuck. and took me out last week. I had no chance. Mm-mm. That back lamp sack is just unstoppable right now. Illegal. Fuck the Cowboys, though. Yeah. But uh, good job to her. Uh, so I'm not going to let last week bring me down. Nah. You know, I got two losses. Fine. Still qualified for a major two. Yeah. So proud about that. My team is uh, starting to get their things going, right? So, pero bueno. Yo voy a seguir aquí en el gimnasio haciendo mis cosas. Getting a little stronger and building up the cardio. And hopefully this week, my team can come right back and win two more. Pero bueno. Cafecito para todo, mimosa, and hope that everybody has a great week. Fornicators out. My man, always coming through with the voicemails. Fornicators, work it out, man. You know what? That's admirable. Admirable. I just, I can't even think about working out without getting tired. It's like, oh my God, where's the gym? Oh my God. I don't even want to go get milk at Publix. I'm too tired. No way working out at the gym. Or that was just like fake background noise. That's That would be a heady play. Maybe I should just do that. I don't know. Next voicemail. All right, hiddly diddly do. It's decibel. <laughs> hey, Blitz, how that ass feel after that whooping? Yeah. Walk away from Walter's house. Oh, and two. Oof. But, you know, maybe you'll turn it around. I don't think you're as big of a fraud as some of the others sitting up here and still in the playoffs. Uh, uh, but uh, that'll sort itself out here shortly. Probabilities. Um, let's not forget I started the season one and five. Um, <laughs> but, you know, good luck to everybody this week, uh, except my lovely wife, who, again, I am playing. Um, I don't know. guess that's it. Decibels out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I think he's farting at the end every time, and I keep stepping on it. God damn it. I'm sorry, man. Next time, fart at the beginning. Fart at the beginning. 
Hashtag fart at the beginning. You know what? It is. Sometimes that happens where you have to play against someone like Big TDs, your your wife, and then and then the major two gets set and situated, and then, bam, you have to do it all over again. That's them's the breaks, right, with the dynamic scheduling. I think that is one of the, the cool parts, honestly. I think you might, on the surface, be like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. I'm going to play the same person in back-to-back weeks. That is cool i don't think other leagues do that like there'd be no reason for that to ever happen so it's kind of fucking cool when it does and then you can really develop that rivalry it just sucks when it's your spouse it does it sucks when it's your spouse but you know what i would give to be back in same level again man the farm's pretty chill though next voicemail For those that can hear me, this is AOL for Life sending a message on the 16th of November at 1600 hours. I'm using this encrypted line to voice my concern and show evidence of a potential plot Uh to prevent my team from making the playoffs and ultimately send me to the farm league, never to be heard from again. (laughs) As we head into the crucial weeks of our fantasy league, I've noticed a bizarre twist in my schedule. Well, did you hear that? It's like a clicking noise. Anyway, last week I battled Tenfoot and Munchin, two tough teams. Uh-huh. I escaped with two wins. And now this week, Tenfoot again and Blitzed, <laughs> another top team. Week 12, high decibel and terrible tally. Are you kidding me? Week 13 brings proper football. It's clear League Illuminati is behind the push to read SL, FFL of AOL. They put Buddy Prime out front with a desk and a mic and a disguise, no doubt, to make us laugh while keeping us in the dark. And now I've found the final piece that will bring down the Illuminati and Walter's crime syndicate for good. I'm now in possession of... What's that? Shit, footsteps in the hallway are getting closer. My safe house has been compromised. Not much time. This is AOL for life, telling all league owners... <laughs> My man, I think he died. I think he just died. AOL. Are you there? Oh, shit. You know what? I believe him. I don't know why, but I do, B. I do. I'm sorry it's happening to you, man. And you know what? The whole, again, it's major too. To those of you that are new here, man, <laughs> get used to the dynamic scheduling. Sometimes you're going to have to play 10-foot back-to-back weeks. Sometimes it's going to happen. You know, them's the breaks. AOL, you made major two. You should be happy about that. AOL has a chance right now. Sneak his way through major two. Bingo, bango, bongo. Back in Omega. My man. I can see him up there. He'd be Toxic Hollow for sure. He's going to take that spot. That's his rightful claim, I think, on the uh, Battle World map. Toxic Hollow. Sorry, Proper. Defend your stuff, man. All right. What else we got here? Got one more. Oh wait, this is a this is a new phone number. Who is this? Next voicemail. What? Wait, last voicemail. What up, Liga loser? <laughs> it's your girl Saks in the city. Oh shit! I just came on here to say I'm sorry, fornicators, for your loss. <laughs> That's what happens when you talk shit on a voicemail. <laughs> I'm 6-0, baby. I scored 158.8 points last week. Insane. I'll probably have a taste of my own medicine. 
yeah. by leaving this voicemail because both of my running backs are on by. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Anyways, I hope you all have a nice weekend. And this is probably coming out. Well, I guess the next episode is not going to come out until after Thanksgiving. So I hope you all have a nice Thanksgiving. And I expect wonderful photos of your spread. And I expect nothing from the best from high decibels in your amazing turkey. All right. Peace out. Bye. Love it. Sex in the City with a voicemail. Thank you. Welcome to the family of voicemail leavers. It's a it's a small, tight-knit group, but you guys grew by one today with Sax. That was nice to hear from Sax. Now, I do have a little bit of news for you guys. I do believe I will be doing a show before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. I am going to release a show on Thanksgiving morning. Splash. Just for your ears. So next week's episode won't come out on Friday because I'm going to be busy on Thanksgiving. I'm going to do it on Wednesday, release it on Thanksgiving, and then I'm going to sleep on Friday. And it's going to be fun. So we're going to have our Thanksgiving special on Thursday. You guys can listen to that while you're cooking up your turkeys and chopping up your veggies, all that fun stuff. Also, now that I'm thinking of it, don't forget, I'll mention this in said episode that we'll be releasing on Thanksgiving, but also there are three games on Thanksgiving and we always, always, always do mad prop bets on the sports book for Thanksgiving day games. So look on the sports book next week, probably on Wednesday and you'll have a, a plethora, a smorgasbord, a Thanksgiving spread of prop bet options to go through on all of those games. Level up your schmecks. All right. Other than that, Major 2 is starting. If you're in Major 2, cheers to you. If you're not, hell yeah, you can chill with me. Major 2 starts this week. It's the next four weeks. The rest of the regular season is Major 2. If you're in it, best of luck. Also, we got the Elite 8 in the next level cup is coming to a close. This is the final leg. This week is the final leg. I believe there's only one that's close. I'm not... I'm pretty sure that like three out of the four matchups are not so close. So we are about to determine our final four this weekend. The Elite Eight will come to a close and we will enter into the final four for the final three weeks of the regular season. Playoff probabilities, they should entice you to consider a trade, right? from all those different reasons that we were talking about. But while we were talking about those things, now we got to stop talking about things because it's time to get the fuck out of here. But yeah, playoff probabilities, man. Those numbers that I gave you, they should entice you to just consider some trades. Just consider them. Even if like you think that they're bad, maybe just like rewind it back and think again. Who knows? It might be good. Think about it from those four different angles that I was talking about. There are many different reasons you might want to trade. But it always, you know, it comes at a price. You're going to have to pay up if you want to get something. That's how it works, man. You're not going to, like, always fall into a fucking fantastic deal. You can't always trade with proper and Omega like I do. No. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have to give up stuff. But that's okay. That's why we're here. Giving. Thanksgiving. Give up stuff, all right? The probability should entice you to consider all options here. 
So that means if you got to put an offer on the table, you got to make it an offer that they can't refuse.